0: If you feel like something is missing, now is the time to repent and change your mindset. Changing your mindset is the major determining factor of how your life works out. A lot of times, it's basically how we set our mind that decides how the set of the cell goes. And what that means by is, you don't know it's possible for you till you actually open your mind to the possibilities. You don't know how powerful you are to recognize your power. You don't know what you can create in the world until you know that you're a creator. And oftentimes we actually just suffer our circumstances thinking we don't have any power, we don't have any choice, we don't have any redemption from our current ways of being. And that's what keeps us in the low states of being because we just became settled with life. We're Just like, man, I just gotta get through another day. We don't realize that every day is another chance to grow through. I always like to tell people, You're not going through it. You're actually growing through it. And what I mean by that is whatever circumstances or situation that you may be enduring, you're not actually just having to have to get over the hump and hopefully things work out. No, actually, you're getting over the hump so that way you can get higher. But it's all in your mindset. So I'm just going to help you kind of refine your mindset as we tap into this episode of Ed Talks Daily. Let's get it. Shout out to everybody watching. (music) Repenting. Uh, When Jesus came, he was like, yo, repent for the kingdom of earth is at hand. And when we hear the word repent, we just feel bad because sometimes we'll be like, man, you judging me. Automatically, we think, oh, you judging me. That's not where repent is. Repent means, yo, change your mind. Change your mindset. Acknowledge the laws. Use them so you can build something. Actually, you have an opportunity to do more than you're currently doing. Whatever you're currently suffering, whatever is holding your life in bondage, you got the ability to change it. So repent. Let's change your mind. Let's actually tap into the truth. The, once you know the truth the truth will set you free and most people are actually enslaved by their mindset Th- people are not stuck in the hood as much as they're stuck in a hood mentality people are not stuck in poverty as much as they're stuck in an impoverished mindset so it is your mindset that's going to set the sale of your life and if you can change your mindset you can change your life now How do we refine our mindset? One of the major things we wanna do is, we wanna say that whatever situation or circumstance that I'm in right now, this is not the end for me, this is actually just my present circumstance. Actually, I don't have to keep living my life the same way in the next five or six years. If I can change my mind, I can change my life. If I can know more, I can do better. Most people don't do better not because they suck, it's just because they don't know better. So the process of changing your mindset is to know better. Know that there is better. Yo, there's better for me. There's actually more opportunity out there for me. Right now, you might be going through your nine to five and that's been your only way of making money up until this point. Now, I want you to see the mindset shift up until this point, which means up until this point, all you've known is this, but once you know better, you can do better. Up until this point, you thought you could only change, exchange hours for dollars. You didn't know that you can invest ideas for possible millions. Maybe not right now. Maybe that idea may bring you a couple of hundreds now, but it can bring you thousands later, 10,000s later, 50,000s later, 100,000 later, a million later. But ideas become millions when you know that ideas can become millions. If we were thought to be workers in the system, then we say I can only trade my hours for dollars. If I work at this job, I make this much an hour, I'm gonna get this much from that hour. But when we say that if I work on my gifting, I can actually demand per hour what I want. And in fact, not only can I make more per hour, I can have more people working more hours to make what my vision is come to fruition. When we change our mindset, we change the possibilities. We see more with the same time. What is the difference between a billionaire and ours and a person who makes 10,000 a year? Actually, they actually just have a specific vision in which they structured and they have multiple sources of income. So we can look at mindset from a money perspective, but we can look at mindset from a spiritual perspective as well to say that if we change the way we look at things, what we look at would change. If we believe that what we are currently enduring mentally and we make an identity out of our current ignorance or out of our current past pain, then we actually identify with just a current storm that just came here to pass and teach you something. And what I mean by that is, you're not actually an anxious person, you're just actually growing through anxiety and when you learn how to actually cultivate vitality, you will get away from anxiety to more vitality. If you keep claiming all of your life that I'm an anxious person, or I have anxiety, or I'm just, anxiety is me, and some of you right now, you may be like, nah, I am an anxious person, this is just me. I've been like this all my life. But I want you to know that there is better. I want you to know that you don't have to be anxious for the rest of your life. You don't have to be a depressed person, you could just be a person that's going through a depressive state right now. I've said it all the time, I've said I went through depressive states in my life. I've never said that I'm a depressed person, neither have I said I'm a happy-go-lucky person. I'm just a human being who goes through the ups and downs and I actually have certain stages in my life. So somebody wanna combat that and says, well, it's actually a chemical thing in the body. Well, the chemical result of depression or the chemical blueprint of it is actually an effect of certain decisions and lack of decisions and current paradigms that's actually leading to your depression, which means it's actually your gut health, it's actually your mental health, it's actually your perception of things, whether you stay stuck on circumstance or you say, oh, actually, I am learning to appreciate the, ch- I am learning to change the things I can't, change the things I can't. It's actually a, a, actually, newer pathways you build in your brain for a long period of time. It's actually pain that's actually became so stuck together that you experience it every day. What I wanna let you know is that you could dismantle that pain, you can heal from that pain, you can grow from the circumstance, you can change your gut health, you don't, you don't have to be stuck to depression. You don't have to be stuck to being anxious all the time. You can actually learn how to breathe more effectively and transmute your anxiety into excitement. They actually discovered that some of us are not actually anxious, but we categorize it so much as anxious that we don't know the difference between when we're excited and when we're anxious. These gut sensations are so similar that we can walk in a situation and we say, I'm actually anxious. Well, in reality, you're actually excited, but you don't know the outcome. But since you focus on the possible demise, your mindset, you don't see that good things can happen from a situation when you're uncertain At There are some parts of my life where I showed up to do a speech somewhere. Like I went to the corner and I'm trying to do a speech. I'm like, bro, I'm so anxious. Not because I was actually, actually, I was feeling anxiety, but I had to transmute that to say I'm actually excited to do this. But at the same time, I don't know how people are gonna receive it, but I know that I'm enough to be able to deliver it. So you know what, I got this. So a change in mindset can actually change the way you categorize how you're feeling because sensations can feel the same, but they're not the same, which means anxiety can feel like excitement. Excitement can feel like anxiety, but when you change your mindset, you could change the actual same thing you're experiencing. One person may be going through a time where they don't feel like talking to anybody. They actually need some time for themselves. So they will categorize, their mindset says, I'm in a season of isolation right now because I actually need to just focus on me. Another person might be in the same season and based on their past says, nobody wants to be around me right now or I don't feel, or something's wrong with me, right? If we keep speaking some things to our minds, self-talk is part of your mentality you might have to look at the same situation differently. You might say, in this season in my life, I'm actually having to work on my own stuff because God has shown me this. Actually, actually this environment didn't even serve me. Actually, I was there to try to feed something that I I couldn't really get fed in that environment and something happened, it didn't work. It's not a determining factor whether I'm good or or not good enough. It's just that life is happening. Our mindset may be, yo, my friends are not communicating with me right now. And you might say, they just are not my friends, or they don't love me, or they don't care about me, or I'm not lovable. Look, they're doing the same thing that my parents did, or my uncle did, or my sister did, or my brother did. Or you can actually say, my friends are just going through their life right now. You know what? My friends actually have a lot going on, possibly. Or maybe they're just doing life, maybe, and they're so busy with their life, they can't, they're can't. they not really focusing on my... You know, how can I be a blessing to them Regardless. Whether or not they're in my life right now, our mindset is going to change the way we look at things and what we look at is going to start changing. So what I mean by that is perception is everything and repentance is saying I'm going to change my mind. Now, it's one thing to change our mindset, but if we keep having the same behavior that leads to the the demise in our lives, then we're going to keep suffering the same pain. So we might change our mindset about certain things to say that, yo, I don't actually need this to thrive. I'm actually just using this to survive, which means some part of our lives, we might change our mindset about something we accepted to do all of the time that became the master of our lives. I've been there where my mentality about ganja was, I actually just use this to help me be at ease. But at some point in my life, it was started using me. My mindset shifted but my action didn't shift. Why? Because I kept justifying my actions even though my mindset shifted. So when I decided, okay, I'm gonna use ganja and I'm not gonna let my ganja, ganja use me, my mindset shifted, but my body didn't shift. What I mean by that is when I wanted to smoke, I just wanted to smoke and I gotta smoke. I gotta stop whatever I'm doing to smoke. When I wanted to eat and I didn't smoke, I had to do something to smoke so I can eat. So the ganja became A clutch in my life but I kept justifying it and keeping the same behavior so repenting says not only am I going to change my mindset about something I need to change my behavior because my mindset has shed light on something that doesn't work so the Holy Spirit actually works as a counselor to your mindset what God allows you to do God really allows you to see that you are getting in your own way of your own blessing right so I would look at my bank statement and I'd be like, yo, why am I I struggling about money and I spent five Bs on something that I only smoked away. So literally, if you pictured yourself taking a dime, a 10, and you rolled up some trees inside of it, and you smoked it, and you could use that dime as an investment in your business, you're literally burning up the money. So literally, you're burning up money, literally. So when I started to think like that, I was like, yo, I'm literally burning up the money my mindset shifted, but my behavior didn't shift. For the behavior to shift after the mindset shift, the pain of it has to be more unbearable than the gain from it. So, the pain of actually having to hit up your plug every day, just because you, ha- you don't have enough to cop a zip, or half a zip, and you gotta hit your plug up every day, and that's very inconvenient to your time and your energy, has to become more pulling towards just how you feel at peace. Now, when we find when we know the truth the truth will set you free now when you find that you can bring peace in different ways breathing walking swimming like being in a good state of being really cultivating a relationship with nature then now all of a sudden you're being pulled towards the spirit and less by the flesh and what i mean by that is i realized being high on life was better than be high off the ganja why because i didn't need to trade anything for it i had it for free And it became so beautiful because now I was pulled towards the spirit and less by the body. It's not that weed is not medicine. It's that that the the same medicine that God gave you has now became the plant to rule over you. So the same thing that God gave you dominion over has now have dominion over yourself. Sometimes a good thing can become a bad thing if the good thing has a yoke on you. You feel me? So repentance says what, does ha- what has a yoke on me? And for me, pornography had a yoke on me. Like literally, feeling good had to do with a screen, and I realized that had a yoke on me. I had to change my mindset, then I had to change my behavior, and now I have to sustain the change of mindset and the sustain of the behavior. That's the hard part. It's one thing to change, it's another thing to keep the change. Now, letting go of the shame blame guilt is what confession does confessing my sins by that confessing the things that I didn't that didn't work for me not things that I did that other people judge me for I don't care whether you're judging me why because I confessed. I had to say I recognize that this is not working for me because of my own what I want in my goals and visions once you have somewhere you want to grow to you're automatically going to let some stuff go so you can grow. I let some stuff go not just because on the basis of me trying to be goody two-shoes. I just have dreams that are bigger than the things that have a yoke on me. And what I mean by that is where I want to grow to is more empowering than what's been holding me back. You get what I'm saying? So at some point in your life, wanting to build a family, wanting to buy a house, wanting to grow somewhere, and needing to take care of your finances have to be more important than the stuff that you're consuming i had to let such stuff grow because i want the holy spirit inside of me so i can do this work because this is my passion this is my calling this is my gifting and i can't take my temple with toxic things because i have a divine work to do on earth and because i have a divine work to do on earth i don't worry about people's judgment of it there was a time where i couldn't talk about this why because I was holding on to shame, blame, guilt, and thinking, oh, they're not going to accept me no more because I'm going to say this. When I decided that I accept God and myself by actually speaking out my truth, when I decided to say, you know what, this is what it is and I'm not accepting it anymore, my spirit now says I can't accept it anymore. The yoke of shame is usually held when you keep things in silence. Now, you don't have to do what I do and minister and do what I do As a royal priest what I mean by that is you don't have to use your story to help others but at least you can use your story to help yourself I just have a work to do so I put my skeletons out why because I want to help people build a a stronger spine so they could do something about their life why because my mindset says my life is not just my own my gift is not for me my gift is for me to bless I am a servant as well as a priesthood. I am a king, as well as a servant, as well as a priest. I have a work to do, so I use my pain and turn it into purpose. I use my my, my trauma and help people heal through theirs, right? So that's my calling. That's my gifting. That's my purpose. It doesn't have to be yours. But as for you and your household, you must at least have the courage and strength to, you, have, you must have the courage and strength to say that, yo, this is where I'm at. And this is where I want to go. And I'm actually going to change that by doing by, by actually doing what I need to do to get there. Right. So renewing of the mind, renewing of the mindset, repenting, acknowledging and then letting things go so you can grow is actually one of the beginning stages of transforming your life. A lot of times it's not that we don't have what we need, it's that we're holding on to what we no longer need. Let me say that again. A lot of times it's not that we don't have what we need, we have everything we need, but we're holding on to what serves us in last season that we're not grabbing on to the next season. Some of y'all, you ready for a family and you ready for a, a, a relationship where two has became one. But one is with three, so two can't become one. And what I mean by that, you got a main piece, you got a side piece and you got another side piece. So you're actually being one third split. You can't give all of you to the one. So since you can't give all of you to the one, you're not getting the one nor attracting it, nor you're not becoming the one to attract the one. So oneness is I am whole enough that I don't need three or six or eight to validate my, my wholeness that I became, I went towards my wholeness. Okay, I just made a little joke there, right? I don't need one, two, or three to validate my wholeness. So now I'm tapped into my wholeness and I'm calling it sexual freedom. Now nah, it's actually sexual enslavement. Now, you might know it subconsciously, but in your mind, your ego says, I'm just gonna play, I'm playing the game, I'm having fun. But you know at night when you go to sleep, you would rather have someone you can build with than rather than someone who just comes and take a piece of your body. Now, you know it, but it don't mean that you always want to change it, because there is pleasure in staying in your ways. Just like there's pleasure in drinking, just like there's pleasure in smoking, just like there's pleasure in sexting. There's just like there's pleasure in going to the strip club. There's pleasure in our carnal selves. Don't believe it. It's not just all unbearable. It's just that when you leave it, there's an emptiness. It's just that when you not smoking, there's a lack. And what it does, what these instant pleasures, instant gratification does is it does not leave you fully satisfied. So sometimes we got to leave instant gratification for full satisfaction. It's not on the basis of being judged. It's on the basis of getting what you deserve as a royal priesthood, as a chosen generation, as a king, as a queen. So honor then comes out of honoring yourself, honoring your temple, honoring what you are here to bring, and saying, I got more to do here than to mess around. I don't have time to mess around because I got something to find out. I don't got time to mess around because I I I found out something inside of me, right? I got something deeper that I want to bring out. You know what? I would rather build a family than actually break families, right? I would rather build a family. I would rather get a husband or a wife rather than take your man or take your woman. Like, it's just a different shift. Once we shift from what we did to cope, we actually get the things we need to heal. Let me say that again. When we shift from what we did to cope, we actually get what we needed to heal. Not on a basis of judgment. It's just a basis of your life being blessed more. Like, when we change our financial habits, we actually get the freedom to do the things that we wanted to do. So instead of getting high in the hood you're getting high in the sky to get out of the hood. Let me tell you something some of y'all you smoked your plane ticket, you smoked your hotel reservation and you smoked all of your activities that you could have done in Cancun during the summer. you just didn't even know it. but if you had the discipline you probably could have took a plane to Cancun and get the hotel and book all the activities. And if that's your choice, have a blunt when you get there too. And when you get back home, get back to work and leave the blood alone. You need you need to leave you need to leave that thing alone, <laughs> right? You need to leave. What was that? You need to leave that dope alone, <laughs> right? Because it's gonna leave you alone sometimes. When your friends are like, "Let's take a trip," you're like, "I ain't got no money." Why you ain't got no money? Because you don't you done you done burnt the money. You could have been taking a trip with enough self-discipline. What has happened is our indulgences has gotten in the way of our freedom. Now, if we were disciplined enough, we can enjoy the things that God gave us without being dependent upon it. I had to give up ganja, not because it's bad, but because I couldn't control myself. Had I had self-control, I could have had it once a month if I wanted to. But I know myself enough to say, you know, you know, what's going to happen. I ain't going to do this thing once a month. It's going to be once and then it's about to be a month and then two months and then three months. You got to know yourself enough to let stuff go when it hit the point of no return. Repent. Change your mindset. Repent. Change your habits. Repent. Get in a different blueprint because the things of the spirit are more fulfilling than things of the flesh. It's going to be hard to tame the flesh, but we don't need to try to tame the flesh. We need to be pulled by the spirit. When we're taming the flesh we're actively trying to suppress a part of us that is so active that it's very hard to suppress when we're pulled towards something better we're actually just like man you know what i don't even want to eat that right now i'm good i'm good off of that why because i feel better when i eat healthy and it tastes good like i stopped eating meat not because meat doesn't taste good but I feel better eating mushrooms. I feel better eating greens. I feel better eating beans. I feel better eating grains. I feel better eating healthier. Not because meat is bad, but because meat doesn't make me feel as energized as everything else. Plus, I still get to eat tasteful food. I had to let stuff go, not because of their bad or goodness, but because I found better. Let me let you, if you change your mindset from, this is good and this is bad, too. there's better available for me, then your life starts to shift because you recognize you can have better. You can have better relationships than being a booty call. You can have better vitality than needing to depend on the drug. You can have better financial abundance than needing to just trade your hours for dollars. You can literally start taking your ideas while you trade your hours for dollars, invest your ideas for millions. Let it sit and accrue interest as people build interest in what you have to offer. I still trade hours for dollars, but I have ideas that I've invested that's making me possible millions, soon to be millions, that's coming in thousands, then tens and thousands, then hundreds of thousands, then 10 times 100,000, millions. So while you're investing your ideas and you're cultivating your gifting, you could still be trading hours for dollars. But your mindset says, this itself is not it for me. This is just a season right now. And this season came for a reason, but I know there's